Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this HR Chat episode, we're going to hear from Dave Orich about ways leaders and employees can come through the COVID-19 crisis with greater resilience and new skills. Ranked as the number one management guru by Business Week, profiled by Fast Company as one of the world's top 10 creative people in business, a top five coach in Forbes, and recognized on Thinkers 50 Hall of Fame as one of the world's leading business thinkers, Dave has a passion for ideas with impact. Dave and his colleagues at the RBL Group have 30 years of experience in helping organizations and individuals succeed through HR practices in talent, leadership, and organization. They offer proven workshops, seminars, and consulting services to create a better future. Dave, it's my absolute pleasure to welcome you to the show today. Bill, I am just honored to uh, join you and look forward to our conversation. Thank you. In overall terms, what, what do you consider to be the biggest challenges facing HR leaders now and through the rest of 2020 and I guess into 2021 in terms of this horrible situation, this horrible pandemic that we're all facing right now? The fundamentals haven't changed. HR's job is to create and deliver value. It's not about HR. It's about the value we create for others. And increasingly, I think that value is not administrative, functional tools, even strategic HR. It's building value in the marketplace. And so if I were looking forward, I'd say HR's job is to continue to create organizations that succeed in their marketplace. Without succeeding in the marketplace, there is no workplace. By doing three things, improving talent, leadership, and organization. That's it. HR's job is to help their organization win in the marketplace through talent, leadership, and organization. HR plays a critical strategic role in helping leaders and employees cope with disruption. And there's never been a bigger disruption for for for, for people in, in our lifetimes, certainly, than, than what we're seeing right now with the pandemic. How can HR support leaders through the through the short term in navigating difficult decisions, you know, like layoffs and budgetary cuts caused by the pandemic and its economic impact on the business? And also, how, how can HR help support scared and stressed employees? I think HR's job in this crisis is to provide insights or ideas with impact that will help navigate a series of paradoxes. And let me just highlight a couple of those and we can go as deep as you want to go. One of the paradoxes is caring for the employees to give them a sense of confidence, Uh, psychological safety is a common word right now, a good experience. And at the same time, HR has to also attend to the organizational success in the marketplace. And so navigating this paradox between employee care and organizational competitiveness is one of the values that HR brings. Now to do that, and I'm going to go back to what I said, we have to manage talent, leadership, and organization. We help frame in HR the choices around people leaders and organization so that this paradox of individual care and organizational competitiveness is accomplished okay thank you now now leaders have a responsibility dave to to keep their employees as engaged and as productive as possible but honestly how can they deliver hope and purpose when when the future right now is just so uncertain for so many people 
we each respond to the external pressures in a different way. Uh, I shared a little bit with Bill before we got on the formal call. I tend to respond to this pressure by becoming more intense. I run into it. I fight it. I remember I used to do bike rides with teenage, uh, teenagers in our local community, and we do a four or 500-mile bike ride in a, in a week. Whenever there was a hill, I'd attack it. I'd go hard. I'd go fast to get through the hill. Um, that's my style. My wife's style is somewhat different. She's a psychologist, and she ponders. She reflects. She becomes thoughtful. Uh, and I hope I'm not less thoughtful, but we respond differently. And so I think one of the things HR has to do to help employees is recognize that every employee has their personal style and approach. And our job in HR is to be responsive to what that style is and to hold a mirror up and help the employee recognize both the strengths and liabilities of their personal response to this style. There's a lot of things we can do. We can listen. We can we can focus on the future. We can help people reflect about where they've been. We can help people see what the opportunities are as we go forward. I think hope is not found in the setting. Hope is found in how we respond to the setting. And I hope that HR professionals can provide people hope about their opportunities out of this crisis. I guess it's difficult, though, Dave, to, to offer hope when when you can't offer guarantees. I mean, for, for the last 10 years or so, uh, the, the economy's been on the up and things have been very strong and the conversations that HR folk have had with employers have perhaps been around their career roadmap and, and how if they stay with a company, they'll, they'll give them all the benefits under the sun and, and, and look, to, uh, look to, to grow them within the organization. But, but now employees are wanting to hear that their jobs are, are safe and uh, they'll be able to provide for their families but hr people they, they they can't they can't give that news because they, they just don't know they don't know what, what what's happening what what kind of stresses must that place on on hr people at the moment oh, it's it's a huge stress and a huge demand and and for me one of the takeaways for this crisis and i think i've identified some principles that i think we walk away from this crisis with and one of the principles is learning not just to tolerate uncertainty, but to harness it. Because what you laid out is we all want certainty. You know, fill in the blank, one, three, five, seven. But if we go one, three, five, 26, that's what this crisis has caused. I watch, uh, I watch the media wherever you are in the world, and, and people turn to the political leaders and say, when is this going to happen? When is that going to happen? And the political leader falls into a trap, or even the economist or the healthcare leader, by giving an answer. The answer is we don't know. We don't know. And to create a false hope based on an unreal, re, unreal uncertainty or unreal creating certainty is, is wrong. The neurologists say, and again, I'm sorry to give this because it's one I've struggled with. In the back of your brain is a limbic system that interprets threat or opportunity. One of the greatest threats is uncertainty. And when we face uncertainty and feel threatened, we hover down, we, we get defensive, we, get, uh, we, get, uh, we narrow our thinking. I think one of the things that's going to have to come out of this crisis is learning to not just tolerate uncertainty, but to harness it. Now, how do you do that? You begin to say, I don't know what's going to happen next in the economy. I can't give you a false hope because that's going to create expectations that may then be dashed. What I can do is help you control what you can control. I can help you face the, the difficulties that may occur. I can help you begin to take certain simple steps 
to move forward. I can help you begin to define that the only real source of peace or certainty is from within and your capacity to quickly adapt. And so I think the idea of saying, here's the new normal, here's what you're going to get is just going to be a false hope from HR. Help people recognize that even when we don't know, we can harness that uncertainty to become more creative, to take experiments, to learn, to grow, to react, and to become con in control of our own future, even though we don't know what that future is. Dave, I kind of, I've been a little bit deliberately negative with my questions up to this point, but that's because what I've read from you in the last four to six weeks or what I've seen in terms of video interviews, you're actually being pretty positive about this. And it seems that you're trying to deliver a message around how actually COVID-19 offers an opportunity for everyone to learn and to adapt. So how can, how can we all use our experiences during the crisis to become more resilient? You've, you've hinted at this already, I think. And, and, and what could that mean for how we interact with our colleagues in, in the future? I think in the field right now, we look a lot at resilience, growth mindset, grit, learning, and we look backwards. What I tend to love to do is to look forward and say, let's anticipate and celebrate what can be. Now, looking backward is a great source of learning. We want to we want to we want to run into the mistake. We want to run into what we did and get better. Creating forward is a great opportunity for change. I want to celebrate what can be, and so I like to look ahead at what HR can continue. And again, let me go back to your very great first question: What does HR do? We deliver value to stakeholders, employees, customers, investors, the business through talent, leadership, and organization. With that as a foundational principle, how do we continue to look forward to make that happen? And I think the opportunities are huge, not just for HR, obviously, but for the business leaders, for the employees, to build organizations that are successful for both people and customers. Now, as part of my homework today, I've, I've been reading several articles that you've, you've, uh, that you've written recently. And um, in one of them, you said that the virus means we're all being pushed out of our comfort zones. We're, we're having to do things we've, we've never done before. So kind of expanding on, on the last question and answer, Dave, uh, let, let's talk specifically around remote working. Um, as if you haven't spoken to that uh, enough so far, but I, I want to I wanna get your thoughts on it nonetheless. Um, how, can, how can HR pros and, and leaders manage challenges and find opportunities in, in the new normal of working from home and remote working? And, and can you offer some, some practical tips there? This is not going to be practical, but the conceptual tip leads to a whole bunch of actions. Um, some people are saying, let's return to work. Well, that's a kind of stupid comment. We've been working at home. You've been working in your, in your setting. I'm working in my office, uh, in my chair at home. So it's not that we haven't been working. I think conceptually what's going to change is that we've often defined work as a place. We go to work, we're at work, we return home from work. To me, where we work and how we work, is it virtual, is it is it face-to-face, -face, is much less relevant than what we do at work. And so what we do at work and the boundaries of work, I think, are not going to be the place, but they're going to be the values of how we create value for our customer. So that's the concept. The boundaries of work are not tangible, physical. It doesn't matter where we work. They're about, are we creating value for a customer? So here's the concept. To an employee working virtually, working at home or working when, when planes fly, when hotels are open and restaurants, wherever you work, does what I'm doing at work today create value for the customers of my company? That mindset really shifts. 
So what does that mean for working at home? I'm working at home. I'm in, to a great extent, social isolation. Uh, I may connect through technology. You know what? Here's the customers of my company. They've got other HR people. Am I connecting with them? Am I dropping them a note? How are you doing? What's going on? What are you doing with this? What are you doing with that? And the HR people beginning to say, my job in HR is to help my company better connect with my customers. And in this pandemic, I can initiate those things. I can do those things. And so it's not where we work. It's how the work that we do is better connecting my company to the customers that we're trying to build relationships with. I just find that both a conceptual shift, a mental assumption, and a very pragmatic shift as I try to use the HR tools around. For example, I'll give one example, and I'm going too long on this answer. Lots of people have talked about, and we've talked about, culture and organization. And we found that the organization has four times the impact on business results than the individual. And so everybody says, oh, we got to do culture. And so what I see a lot of people doing is saying, here's culture. And they do a, a culture scope. They do a, a spider chart. Here's the dimensions of culture. I'd argue that's not the real issue. The real issue is, do we have a culture inside the company that engages customers outside to have a better experience with us? And so the issue is not, do we have a culture? Do we have the right culture? Do we have the right talent? Do we have the right leadership? And so our work in HR over the last 20 years is not the activity, but making sure the activity creates value. And to me, that's a clear shift as we do work around individual talent, leadership, and organization to get the right talent, the right leadership, and the right organization that helps our company win in the marketplace. You spoke a little bit just a moment ago about uh, some of the HR tools uh, that the professionals can be using. I'd, I'd be interested to hear from you. How can how can AI step in a little bit here to to augment more HR functions and and reduce the workload on on a pretty stressed uh, HR team at the moment? I think technology in the HR space has gone through four phases. One is it puts our existing work online, and so we do we do workday we do i'm going to get in trouble as soon as i start referencing we have we have uh, sas we have workday we have oracle we have online systems the second phase is we do apps and we have hundreds literally thousands josh burson in a workshop we did recently said so there's 2700 new hr apps my sense is that's where hr has been with the ai technology i think we got to move to the next step I think the next step says we use AI to access information. In, uh, digital is all about information. So what information can we access that will give us asymmetry, that will give us unique ability to win in the marketplace? And so AI is not about an app. It's about information that helps us win. And where do we need to go next? I, and, and by the way, in that information, well, the next place we need to go is experience. We need to say, we need AI that gives us a sense of experience and information that helps us win. Just to, to not push it very hard, we have spent the last year working on what we call a guidance system. What AI should provide is not just the latest, greatest tool, but a guidance system that gives us information and experience to help us win in the marketplace. And that's the work where, where I hope we in AI can begin to move not just uh, another quick and dirty app about whatever uh, HR practice we have, which are terrific, but let's get guidance about where we can have a real impact that helps us win.
Dave, I'd, I'd love to invite you back on uh, for, for another interview again later in the year, if, 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 if we could do that. Just one more question for you for today, though, and, uh, and that's, that's how can our listeners learn more and connect with you? First, I'd love to be back, Bill. I appreciate the opportunity to uh, share ideas. I sit in my office often late at night or early in the morning and try to create ideas and listen and hear, and I wonder if anybody's hearing any of those. So thank you so much for what you do as a broadcaster and megaphone and distributor of great ideas and being a curator of that. Um, I have decided two years ago I was going to start posting on LinkedIn. So I post every Tuesday a new piece. Um, so Tuesday morning in the United States, I will post a new article. And I've done that for, uh, I've got over 100 articles, uh, longer articles, and 100 short articles. Uh, so that's an access. And then I work and do ideas with impact with incredible colleagues at the RBL group. So www.rbl.net. Um, we, we try to create ideas that have impact and help people, organizations, and leaders be successful. So thank you. What a privilege to be a part of this conversation. Thank you so much. And, and thank you again, Dave. Uh, it's, it's, been, it's been my honor today. Uh, I've been listening and, and learning from you. So, so thanks again. Um, and that just leaves me to say for today, listeners, until next time, stay safe. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.